Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. All right. Good morning and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. I'm Rachel Marshall with my co-host, Bruce Wayner whose familiar face you recognize. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Rachel. This is a little bit of a different podcast today. Um, I, we do want to talk about how to get started in privatized banking, but what I think everybody out there in the world needs to also understand is this is a journey by two people that are kind of uh, like everybody else in the United States in this, in this really difficult time um, and before this difficult time, but especially in this difficult time, trying to figure out how do they how do they actually maximize their finances in general and and how do they look into the future and say we want to have more security into the future than what we felt beforehand and so i don't think this is just about privatized banking although I, that's how we actually met uh, brett and molly um in a short little introductory strategy session and uh, it, it just popped into my head, maybe because because of the stress that everybody's going through right now. I thought, why don't we get people that are really new to the process or people that are just looking how to kind of solidify their finances into the future and get them on a podcast to show a couple things. One, that everybody is thinking about this. Um, two, that... Um, there are resources out there on the internet, but as Molly and Brett are probably going to tell you, there's a variety of different styles, a variety of different um, marketing ideas, so on and so forth. And then finally, how can we help them uh, and other people like them walk through this process of bringing certainty in their life? And that was the whole emphasis, I think, on, uh, on why this, this thing kind of gave birth in my mind while I was talking to them uh, just about a week ago. Excellent. Well, Bruce, I really appreciate you suggesting that we have this conversation and bringing that wonderful lead in this morning. And so let me go ahead and introduce to you our wonderful guest this morning. This is Brett Hildebrandt and Molly Urban. And yes, we met them through a 30-minute conversation that you had with Bruce. And what I want to say today is that I want to introduce you briefly and then just mention what we're going to be talking about today on the show. So really, Brett and Molly, what I know about you is very brief, but at the same time, it's fascinating. You guys are doing some really great things in the world, not only having a life mission together that you are wanting to maximize your own resources and help other people maximize theirs. You have some fascinating things that you're working with on the business front and in your personal life as investors and what you're looking to do financially in your own life. We just cannot wait to unpack that and let you guys tell your story on the show today. So if you are listening today, if you are thinking about do how do I get more certainty and security in my financial life? If you're trying to figure out how do I implement privatized banking or do I, or when do I, or how do I take these steps forward to secure my financial future? This is the episode for you. So really we're going to be talking about the beginner's guide for how to implement privatized banking and everything else that Bruce, you shared as well. We're going to unpack that on the show. And really what we're talking about is how every wealth creator in any position can get answers to their most important questions and really be in a position of being able to take confident steps forward. So 
Brett and Molly. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having us. So let's go ahead and start in on your story. Can you share with us, just um, unpack some of your background. Who are you guys personally and professionally? And, and how did we come into this conversation from your perspective today? Yeah, so I can kick us off. Um, as you know, my name is Molly. I am uh, wearing a lot of hats. So I am a mother with two boys. I am a corporate leader. I am an entrepreneur, executive coach, an internationally certified trainer. So I, I wear all of these different um, hats constantly. But um, really, it was a very interesting journey to get into the real estate side of things, into the this side of the financing. I actually spent a decade or just shy of a decade in finance. Um, oh, wow. So started out at the corporate office of M&I Bank downtown Milwaukee in Wisconsin, and then ended up um, moving my way up in the company into the mortgage side of things. And on the side, I was also an apartment manager and then eventually started owning my own. I had my own duplex that I house hacked as well. And so my journey into this is a little bit unique. And the fact that actually after that decade in finance, I decided I wanted to change industries completely. So I actually was out entirely and went into the IT sector where I was a sales director and a trainer, and then now I'm the head of leadership development for a global software company. And so it's been a very interesting journey getting to this point, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been really fun for, for me for sure, and it's been great to partner with Brett. That's yeah. excellent. So I do wanna ask you a quick question before we move on. So yeah. what, was the, what was the impetus or the, the change for you to move out of finance? What was the reason for that? So I had recently had my second son. So my youngest is eight years old, and I decided that I just couldn't keep doing the hours. So the finance and the mortgage, mortgage industry that I was in at the time was really busy. It was working a ton of hours and around like 70 hours a week. And with two young yeah. kids, it just wasn't a sustainable lifestyle for me. And so I really wanted to figure out what was a sector of business that was really booming and really growing that I could really sink my teeth in and really learn something new that would be a sustainable lifestyle for me and that I could really see myself growing over time. Oh, that's fascinating. And really sounding like you had a very good vision for your life and saying, how do I make decisions that those external circumstances of my life can align with what I really want. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that Brett and I really prioritize and really spend a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of energy, but that's something that's really important to us is Mm -hmm. making sure that we are very intentional in every decision and every step that we take to make sure that it, it aligns with our core values and who we are. I I don't even want to say individually because of who we are is meshed so much together now that that it aligns with our family values now. And yeah, that really guides every decision that we make going forward. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. So Brett, what are you, what, what do you do professionally? Yeah. So, you know, if, if Molly's was a little, you know, crazy story, mine's even crazier. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, I am um, a military veteran. Um, I did eight years with uh, Army, Army National Guard um, in Thank Wisconsin. You. and. Um, oh, Thank you. Um, And I had two jobs. Um, I kind of changed positions. I first started off as a medic in the army and I did one tour overseas as a medic um, in Iraq. And then I switched over to a chaplain assistant later on after I kind of had 
a life-changing experience, <laughs> so to speak. And, and then so that built up a really great foundation. And what I do personally or professionally right now is I um, head up a lead sales strategist for a full-service digital marketing firm in Wisconsin. And then I am also a director of business development for a professional development company called Flosis. And to kind of share a little bit more on that is uh, this business actually literally saved my life when I mentioned the life-changing um, oh, wow. altercation um, early on. So what happened was, you know, I did the traditional route after high school, you go to college, right? That's what we were told to do. And so I just went to college. I knew I had to do that. I went to school of business, you know, thinking, okay, great. I'm going to find something in here. And what happened was I started seeing debt pile up for the first time in my life because I had to take student loans. Mm. I didn't quite know what I wanted to do with my life yet. I started questioning, like, what is the purpose? There has to be more to life than just get a job and do all this stuff. And then I started getting into to alcohol, partying. Um, and then I realized now I don't have my, you know, my parents tell me I got to go to school, right? So that grace started plummeting. I actually fell into a depression. Mm-hmm. And I got medically withdrawn from college. And then what I thought a cure for that would be was to join the army. So I did that. And I thought that would be like, hey, I'm doing something I'm proud, uh, something to be proud of, give me self-worth. And what happened was when I came back from my uh, deployment, I got into a car accident, um, near-death car accident. Um, oh, alcohol wow. was involved. But, but no one got hurt. It was just me. Um, but I broke part of my neck and three places in my scapula. And it was enough to where I'm like, okay, I hit rock bottom. Right. And what happened was I had a friend who said, I know a guy that can help you. And it was before Flosis became Flosis. And what happened was uh, this gentleman had proprietary information on how the mind and brain works. And it helped me get over my my depression. There's people that were getting helped off of anti-anxiety, all of these big things helping me find my uniqueness and purpose. And that's where I realized that I'm really good at connecting with people. And I finally realized I want to go into to sales, and then it, it led into my own personal um, mission that is kind of a guiding um, light for Molly and I and kind of what we're looking to do together. And that's something, and now we're excited of how um, infinite banking and all this can really help um, you know, live out our life purposes. Wow. Well, that is very fascinating. You said it was going to be a crazy story. And I was going to, (laughs) I was going to go back to where you said um, you had a life changing experience. And I was like, well, Mm -hmm. that was clearly a hook that we need to come back to. I'm, you know, I'm in suspense now. And then you kind of shared that. So, so was that flow sets? Was that the Mm -hmm. change then for you to go from being a medic to being a, I think you said an assistant chaplain, right? a chaplain assistant. Yeah. So that was where I would say I kind of found my um, connection to, you know, the bigger purpose. Where do, we, where do I fit into this, you know, universe, this system? What can I, you know, figure out my uniqueness and all that? And then I realized I like helping people and I liked helping people physically with the, the you know, being a medic and, and doing all that. But I really felt like there was deeper underlying things mentally, emotionally, spiritually that we all have as, as human beings. And so I really wanted to help people discover that and find self-worth and you know, get through depression and, and give answers. And that's why I, I was searching for answers. And it wasn't until I finally found that um, with, with that company. So yeah. that's awesome. And just super fascinating. I think that, I mean, there's just so much to personal development. And I think it's mm-hmm. this giant journey that almost everybody that we talk to about infinite banking is on this personal development journey as well, which is very yes. interesting and fascinating to me. But it's almost like you have to realize all the things that you don't know and be open to discovering more about yourself and being more Mm self-aware to really be able to then open this knowledge and this, uh, 
education into doing things differently in your financial life. And somehow we just see such alignment with that in almost every story that we talk to, which is just so fascinating to me. So, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is really cool. So how did you guys go from that? So I'm, I'm trying to figure out the timeline, mm -hmm. Brett, for you. When did you leave the military? And then how did everything happen with you guys jumping over towards the real estate? Yeah, so when, when I left the, um, the military, I was, you know, in the National Guard. So you still had to do the one weekend a month and, and all that. So I was doing that till about uh, 2014 or 16, 2016. And I don't know, when did we? So what happened was my, when I was working or I'm still working in sales um, for the full service marketing firm, I got into a new um, area in Wisconsin that, uh, and I started getting the networking scene, right? You know, networking around. And that was where I ran into to Molly professionally. Um, while she was at her, you know, global leader, or global um, software company, and so we started connecting and bonding. And here's another twist from from all of it was that because I had, you know, I'm very passionate about the flow stuff, as you can kind of tell, because it changed my life. But what happened was that I, I pitched it to Molly, and she took um, the the course to go through that the professional development, and um, that's how we met from that standpoint and wow. she went through the information <laughs> and you know, she'll probably explain more, but she got three promotions in one year. So you can kind of, you know, uh, because of that information and then now, you know, we're talking more, we're starting to align. Right. And that's the whole point is you want to find somebody that's going to align with all of your, your values. So we just started getting to know each other more and more, um, sharing more and more of our, our, our lives. And, you know, you can hear it here on first, our goal is to get married. So just in case that question is, <laughs> is out, you know, is out there. So, um, and now I guess I have to because I said it live on a uh, you know global podcast here. So. Are you going to propose this? I, 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 said it, I, said it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even bait so, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh shoot! No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so that's that's kind of how we we started connecting. We started meshing um, professionally, um, and then we went through um, really working uh, more and more. Um, we started even going to the, the same church and everything. So we started aligning in, in everything from that standpoint. And then we started talking about, okay, if we want to make this work, you know, how are we, how can we, we both, we kind of feeds into the next point here is, you know, we really enjoyed real estate. We really wanted to use um, money as a tool to leverage, you know, once we figured out our purposes, how can we leverage money uh, um, to allow us to, to do that all on our own? Um, from that standpoint, not have to, to work, you know, continue working jobs if we didn't want to. So. You know, it's really interesting that I, I thought of this early and I for, forgot to mention, but just the whole idea that you had this idea of self-worth and really understanding how you can be truly grounded professionally, but also spiritually, emotionally, mentally, mm -hmm. and how much that is important for you to take ownership of your financial life. I think so many times the reason that we don't make the strides forward in really pursuing financial freedom and time and money freedom. I think if we really peeled back that onion really deep, mm -hmm. it's usually because we don't believe that we deserve it or that we can accomplish it. And it's just so interesting how that ability to have self-worth and value yourself then leads over into this, I want to be in control of my financial destiny mm -hmm. and how do I do it? Yeah. Absolutely. And the thing that's really interesting about it is 
I spent so much time focusing on my career. I, you know, I loved growing professionally and that next promotion. And I think where I started and got into the Flosis information where Brett had, you know, introduced it to me was when I had actually got, I was almost the opposite. Brett was at bottom and I was at the top. <laughs> and what was interesting oh, wow. about it is that I took it because I was like, I want to get better. I want more. <laughs> and uh -huh. what I realized is that it was part of it was my plan for happiness. And I was, I initially started it because I was like, oh my gosh, I can have even more. I can be even happier if I get even more promotions. And as a result of those three promotions, I, I actually realized I don't really need this anymore. I don't need these promotions. Mm. They're, they're great. I want to grow my career. I want to grow myself. But it actually, like you were saying, it's this inner personal desire for self-growth instead of looking for these external circumstances to affirm so my worth and my value. I now understood my own worth, my own value, and was growing in that confidence of that uniqueness. And that was helping me discover my true plan for happiness instead of looking for all these external things to make me happy. Ah, oh, that's so, so, so good. I'm reading a book right now called The Next Right Thing by, Ooh, I don't know if I... I love the name I saw it. you post that. Oh, you did? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Her name is Emily P. Freeman, who wrote the book. And it's just so interesting how so many times that we clutter our life with so many external things and external mm -hmm. reasons for doing things. We're trying to impress somebody else or we're trying to do what we think is the way, like you were talking about, the, the way to become happy based on what the expectation is of everyone around us. And when we really just close that off and get clear on what do we actually want, that mm -hmm. she just talks about how powerful that is to be able to make decisions from internal instead of from, from the external things. And so, and so many unique threads here. Rachel, I didn't, I didn't read the book yet, but um, you said what we actually want. Um, and maybe it's the same thing, but I think people, it's really what you, in my life anyway, it's what you actually need. You know, mm -hmm. we, um, we, we can have, I think, uh, Molly was, was thinking that, um, early in her career, you know, I want this promotion. I want this, but she, then she realized I, I don't really need the promotion, the, mm -hmm. the life that I, that I need. The other thing I noticed, and I think there's a, a theme that uh, going, uh, through this conversation is something that, we, Rachel and I tried to align with is that, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing in life, um, whether, whatever goods and services that you're trying to add value into society, um, you don't want to try to, to promote that to everybody you meet. You want to promote that to people that believe in what you believe. That's a Simon, that's a Simon Sinek, uh, little piece of nugget if, if you guys are familiar with him. Absolutely, and, and when you align yourself with that, then it, it actually takes stress out of your life because you're not trying to convince people that don't believe what you believe, and then and then you can go forward in a in an actually in a more exponent, exponential way with your life because you're not trying to um, you're not trying to overcome all these obstacles that people and roadblocks are throwing up in front of you, <laughs> and you're just kind of flowing and going forward. Um, some people, some people interpret that as a lack of passion sometimes. And I don't think it's a lack of passion. I think it actually shows that you do have passion, a passion to only align yourself with the people that believe what you believe. And I think that's what happened when I met you guys the other day. I'm like, yeah. this is, I, I feel that energy. I feel that, 
I feel that alignment and I'm like, I want to share that with our, our listeners because I do believe our listeners are looking for the same thing. Absolutely. And thank you for that, Bruce. So let's go ahead and jump over then. So you guys are aligned spiritually. You're, you're figuring out what your life mission is about. You're growing uh, not only professionally, but personally and internally. How does this then jump over into, let's talk about the real estate and what your goals are with mm -hmm. that and, and what that real estate picture looks like for you, where you're going. Yeah. So I, again, I had been an apartment manager back in 2005, and then I bought my first duplex back in 2010, and then I sold it in 2014 or 15, and really, again, I was on this journey, this plan for happiness, right? So I was out on my own. I had been divorced and was trying to figure out um, how to make myself happier. So I bought this big house. I had the biggest house in the block, you know, and doing all these different things, and then I met Brett and we started to get, you know, obviously I took the flowsis information, like I mentioned, and learned all this stuff. But as Brett and I started aligning and spending more time together, and we started seeing that our future was looking like it was going to be on the same path and that we aligned in all these areas, um, I decided that this house probably wasn't fitting the mold. It wasn't really fitting our plan, what we needed for our lives. It had enough space. It had more than enough space. And, uh, but there just kind of came a point where it's like, is this really what makes sense for what we want to accomplish? Mm -hmm. Because on the side, I had been wanting to start, you know, to get back into real estate. I had been desiring to do that, but never quite wanted to take the leap on my own. I didn't want to, you know, take that dive. And um, Brett on the side also wanted to get into real estate, but he wanted to do it with a partner. And so there was one day where I was like, well, what am I going to do with this big house? Why do I have such a big house? <laughs> this isn't like a need that I have anymore. And uh, we decided, well, I could double my investment if I sell it right now. And so we did. We pulled the trigger and I put it on the market. I had an offer in four hours wow. and I, it was more than my asking, asking price and yeah. was able to double my investment. And we're wow. like, you know what? This is perfect. Get this yeah. little nest egg. <laughs> we can then go ahead and start figuring out how we're going to start, you know, buying and investing and what that plan looks like now that we're aligned and now that mm -hmm. we're able to be partners. And, and what was really fun about it is because of our internal core values, we knew that even if us as a couple at the time weren't going to work out, if you will, we knew that we both had such strong internal faiths and knew each other's values so well that we would be able to be business partners regardless mm. if our relationship was intact or not. So we made that commitment yeah. to become business partners with or without the relationship and which wow. has been really fun for us because every project we've taken on, we've realized, wait a second, we're actually really compatible working together. Mm. Brett's great at ideas. He's great at you know, exploring new things like infinite banking. <laughs> and uh, I then come in and try to like figure out, well, what are the details that we might be missing here? What are the things that we haven't considered? And then uh, let me kind of like start pulling away some of the fluff. Like, let's make sure nice. we're not getting oversold. Let's make sure that <laughs> we're examining yep. all of our options. Let's like, let's just assimilate this and organize it. And then he's mm -hmm. great at execution. So he's good at like the first two and I'm good at the middle two of, of you know, kind of a project plan, if you will. So oh, um, I love that. Yeah. And that was all in uh, 2019. Yeah. Um, at the same time when we were uh, aligning and Molly was looking at, you know, like selling her house, 
um, I took advantage of uh, the VA loan for veterans. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was it was just kind of things falling in place. Um, this we found a, a four a four unit, um, and it was great because it was off the market. Um, we were like the first people to go through it. It was a turnkey solution, so nice. it was something because, as Molly mentioned, I always wanted to do it with uh, a partner, uh, you know, for real estate. And I, because I always put in a lot of mental barriers and hurdles, and this is so much to do with real estate. It's like I really need somebody to like kind of handhold me through the process and with her history, you know, being in mortgages and finances, she's like, okay, this is what well, we're going to do that, you know. Mm. Um, and I'm like, great. So she's going through the, the properties with me, you know, with our realtor and everything. So it was just great. I finally had that confidence that I needed to get started, right? And that's sometimes all we need is just a coach or a friend or somebody mentor to help you get started mm -hmm. because a lot of the things, the blockers, as you know, Bruce was mentioning, are, are a lot of you know self-limiting beliefs that we put oh, in absolutely and yeah. all of that. So, so we were doing that. So then, yeah, zero percent down um, for using the VA loan. We're in a nice. four a four unit. I'm house hacking. You know, I'm living in one unit because you have to per the uh, per the loan. So in case anybody from the, the VA is listening, I am living in, <laughs> in my unit. Um, but that it. was March. That was March of 2019, and now it's mm -hmm. March of 2020. And we'll as we get talking about our next steps. But um, that's what we were doing there. And then, and Molly also when she sold her apartment, um, or I'm sorry, her house, uh, we decided it made most sense to really start condensing our expenses. And now, so she's, you know, we're both living in that, that same unit right now, which is kind of crazy because it's only 600 square feet <laughs> and uh, two bedrooms, you know, and all that. But we're, we're putting up this right now because we have that strong why, you know, kind of mentioning with Simon Sinek, but we have that purpose and we're able to, to do that because we know where we're going, right? And we have that laser focus. You know, I think what's fascinating is that I love watching anybody, myself included, become liberated from wondering what other people think when you really understand what you want. And I think right. it really only, I mean, it, it is what you need, Bruce, back to your point earlier is what do I really need to mm -hmm. be happy and be satisfied? But it's also what do I really want out of life? And sometimes I think being able to say, okay, we sacrifice this giant house down to this 600 square feet because mm -hmm. your why is so important. It's, it's liberating. It's like, well, it doesn't really matter what somebody else thinks about your journey right now. It's really about, mm -hmm. is this, do we feel congruent? Do we feel grounded and rooted? Do we feel like this is exactly what is best for us? And it's just so awesome that you guys are having that internal guidance system, if you will, to make those decisions. Yeah, so, absolutely. so Brett, you are the um, ideas person, Molly, then you come in with the details and the organization and then yeah. right back to execution. I mean, this is yeah. fascinating. Just on the, on the side, I'm like in our business, my husband is mm -hmm. usually the idea person and then I'm all the execution. And then he's the, the check back as well to make sure everything oh. is polished. It's just, awesome. it's fascinating, but it's interesting yeah. how you guys have that flow of information. And so I feel like I, I see myself in that role as well. So <laughs> So how did infinite banking become, uh, where did that even come on your radar and what did that process then look like of you figuring out, you know, was it Brett first and then Molly, what yeah. was your questions? How did that look for you guys? Yeah. So as being the ideas guy and, you know, and everything here, I'm the one that's always searching, you know, um, what I'm always looking for is, you know, it's kind of like our, our life philosophy is like, how can we, you know, maximize our return on investment in life, just mm -hmm. in general, in life altogether. Right. And you know, we kind of broke it down to four areas, you know, the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical, you know, and the physical can be also, yeah, like you have the people that go hard right after the physical, the tangible, they go hard, you know, they're, they're bodybuilders, they're, um, 
uh, you know, athletes just going towards that, or they're trying to accumulate wealth at the expense of the other three areas, mm. right? But, and what Dangerous. you know, you have the yeah, you have the the actors, actresses, you know, all the stuff we thought we were going to be happy when we had all this stuff, and then you hear all about the depression, the suicide, divorces, all of that happens when they go towards that, and um, you know, we kind of we learned that in our, in our own way. It kind of happened to me as well um, with our plan for happiness, and then you know, there's that mental, emotional, and spiritual, you know, figuring out, you know. Um, we do everything through a thought process, right? Every action we take, you know, I'm started thinking, how can I get my return investment mental area, right? And how can, you know, I um, um, get that rock solid mindset to, to, be, to drive through all of that. And then the emotional with how can we build better relationships? How can we build, you know, communication, um, you know, kind of get somebody that, you know, that we want to love and they love us and get a community of people that we want to do the same. So I go through, through all of that. And then finally spiritual, we kind of touched on, but so in, What's great is we figured out those three areas and then now I'm ready to use the physical, the tangible. How can we get the most, you know, money in the sense to be a tool as a driver so we can do those other three? And I went through the process of getting, you know, thinking real estate. I know you have great return investments, you know, stock market crashes, real estate, you know, is, is relatively stable. You get great returns. And then I moved in the world of, holy cow, you can self-direct retirement accounts <laughs> like you know iras 401ks like i can actually use this for real estate like now i'm starting to think of how can i keep you know compounding again the biggest return on our investment to, uh, for financial stability and our long-term goals and that kind of led to me to i'm going to say the creme de la creme the king which is this infinite banking or privatized banking on there because now you know we can get our money working in two places at the same time mm-hmm. you know and, and you know and i started learning more about the whole life insurance policies structuring them the right way so i'm digging into podcasts books you know nelson nash you know i'm digging into um everything i can you know that's why i found you guys right because you guys are putting out awesome content mm-hmm. with people that have already done it you know right or that are using it in their lives right different stages which is mm-hmm. great because it's like okay this can be possible and, you know, now it's like, okay, now we're going through our process, as Bruce was mentioning, you know, kind of like figuring out the questions and our struggles along the way. And um, so that's kind of how I stumbled uh, across everything. You just get stuck in the internet vortex. So once you figure out what you're looking for, real estate plus infinite banking, you know, and then you just watch, you know, videos, you know, galore and books and ebooks and, and all that. So and you guys are putting out awesome content. I watched your videos. I loved um how you showed out you can, you know, become a millionaire just with one house, you know, mm-hmm. and how you move in the, <laughs> the, uh, the, gosh, what are they? The, uh, the, the tanks, the, the gauges. Tanks. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. 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 So that, uh, um, that was part of the video. Uh, I think that goes with the quick and easy guide for uh, about yes. privatized banking for investors. Yeah. Yes. yes. Just so, so for our audience, that's, yep. that's the idea of we use something called the personal economic model and we show where your mm-hmm. money is flowing. And then from there we're saying, okay, you're building up a, cash value inside of a life insurance policy, you're able to use that money, borrow against it and put the dollars to work in something else, specifically in your case, real estate or cash flowing real estate, Mm -hmm. and then use the real estate investment to have the cash flow from that property, repay your policy loan on the the life insurance policy and recycle that money over and over. And when you mentioned becoming millionaires on that, I didn't, that thought actually didn't even cross my mind, but I guess, yes, if your yeah, net worth then crosses yeah. <laughs> um, that million dollar line, technically, yeah. yes, you are a millionaire. But the point of showing that was that mm-hmm. in that case, it even, I think it was more than doubled the profits on yep. the same investment property had you not used privatized banking. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm watching great content videos, you know, that, that you guys are, are creating, um, getting more resources and 
so that's where um, kind of how it went. And what was going on at the same time was Molly was doing um, a women's summit talk for like a read, you know, in the region here. And I knew that I shouldn't be telling her about something new, especially in this area at this time, right? You know, I, you know, we, we know each other well enough. So once, so I'm doing all of this, it probably was about two months of just digging into to everything, understanding it. Um, and then this is such a big concept to how can, and it's, I kind of describe, you're kind of deprogramming everything you've learned about money, banking. And yes. It, it's literally, <laughs> so you go through that. It's like the matrix, you know, red pill, blue pill, you know, and, uh, okay, if you kind of, once I know this, it's like, crap, I really can't go back to the way I know this other stuff because I know I can get more over here. Yeah. And I, and we want to go do, you know, what we live our life mission is. So it's just like, I can do that faster if I, if I include infinite banking or privatized banking with other, you know, uh, um, personal private loans or real estate. And it's just like, now we're kind of getting ready to, to hit the, hit the ground running in 2020 years. So. That's awesome. So now I need to ask, so Molly, what did you think about this when he broke the news to you that everything we're doing, we need to change? What was that well, like? He started in this process of me writing this talk. I, it is a huge thing. It's a Northeast Wisconsin Women's Business Summit. I'm this breakout presenter. And so this oh, is a really you know, awesome. big thing. And I, you know, I, of course, I speak for my job all the time. You know, public speaking is one of the things that I do. But I, I'm really wanting to treat this one with a lot of extra special care. And Brett kept bringing up little things about IRAs and 401ks and HSAs. <laughs> like, I don't and, care. And yeah. I was like, okay, Brett, I, well, let's just let's just be really clear. Yeah. One more thing is going to push me over the edge. So I need you to to do it on your own for now. Don't pull the trigger on anything, but you just do the research and then. After this is all over, we'll just have a little debrief and we'll discuss it. And uh, every time he was bringing these other things to me, I felt overwhelmed and just like, because uh, I have the finance background. So hearing about self-directed IRAs and these different things, I'm like, um, are you sure you're reading all the fine print? Because there's a lot of things about this that concern me with you know what I'm being told or what I'm understanding your understanding is. And so I, I was a little concerned. And so after the talk, he came to me, he's like, okay. So there's this thing. <laughs> let's get a beverage and let's have a chat. And well, that was like, really smart. Yes. <laughs> Make it a date as well, uh -huh. right? Hey! Yeah, yeah. Making this fun. Red wine makes everything better. Yeah. So we just sat down and he explained it to me in about 10 minutes. And I was like, all right, I want to learn more. Mm -hmm. This this makes sense. This actually really settles. I, I have a lot of reservations with some of the initial components, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I've worked really hard for my money. I've worked really hard to build up savings. I've worked really hard to sell this house. And, you know, I've made this little nest egg. The last thing I want to do is put it over here for how many years and I don't actually see a return, you know, for how long and, you know, trying to understand mm -hmm. the interest rate structure and trying to understand the payment structure and premiums, the yeah. premiums. And so for me at first, I was like, wait, this is like, this is a little scary. I'm a little unsettled by some of this. I, I want to make sure that I really understand everything before we pull the trigger. But it made sense as we started thinking about, well, if we make an investment into a house, we're paying it. We're going to get a house at the end. We're, we're going mm -hmm. to lose with our interest, right? But at the end, we're, we're still getting something, you know, we still end up with an asset. And so I started trying to understand how this structure worked and how could I relate it to 
things that I was already doing in my own world. And so that was the biggest thing that started clicking for me was kind of comparing it to a mortgage where it's like, I'm going to get some, you know, every payment, there's some principal and there's some interest Mm -hmm. and the interest I'm never getting back, but I still am ending with an asset. So it was a really interesting process for me to start working my way into it. But yeah, I would never have touched it if it wasn't for Brett. <laughs> so I love it. I think it's a very interesting concept and I'm really enjoying starting to understand more of it. And there's still more questions that I have. So that's great. Well, I love that you're being transparent about those questions. And Bruce, I would actually love for you to share your little um, well, uh, ditty about gonna... how, how yeah. it does mean the same thing as a mortgage. Right. Um, uh as we're recording this, we're actually going to meet tomorrow to start the educational process of YouTube uh, on this. And Molly, it's unbelievable that you brought that uh, perspective up because I often compare in the educational process that whole, the whole life insurance contract is like a piece of property. Mm. And yes, along the way, you're, you're paying for that piece of property and you're building equity in that piece, piece of property. Um, depending on how you structure it. And that's the, and that's the key component here. And this is how Nelson Nash actually developed this concept is if you structure it right, you actually build equity more quickly into the policy and equity that you can then use to actually go um, and invest it into something externally. And that is the con that is the concept in a nutshell. Brett, you made a great point is that, um, you kind of have to deconstruct everything you've been taught <laughs> yeah. over your years. Luckily, my mom and dad took a, a policy out of me when I was uh, a baby. And oh. then I then I started these in the 80s. Um, and so I didn't have to deconstruct as much. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be careful. I have to, I always tell people I need to know it on the doctor degree level, but I need to explain it on a second degree, a second grade level. And that doesn't mean that, that I'm trying to insult people. I'm just saying, you have to walk through this deconstruction with people. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I wanted people to, and not in an insulting way, but this is not magic. It, 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 this is just good habits. Mm-hmm. You're actually just building good habits, just like real estate. People, I talk to people almost every week that think like they're going to get rich, rich with real estate, you know, this year. And real estate is a long-term play. Yeah. It's a really good long-term play, mm-hmm. but it's a long-term play. And so if we're, if we're comparing infinite banking to real estate, then we have to understand it's a long-term play. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know this. Um, Nelson Nash, the, the inventor of this concept, was a forester by trade. So he looked at everything. He always always, always say this to us as, a, as uh, he was teaching us, is that foresters always look at things in se- at 70 years because that's how long it would take a mature tree to um, – Wow. to grow, to actually be able to harvest uh, good hardwood in that situation. So he says that just so happens that, you know, lives are right around that 70 year mark. And so you should be looking at this, not only real estate in that long-term play, but um, the infinite banking concept in, in long-term. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm actually a Nelson Nash certified practitioner. Uh, I actually have spoken at his, his conferences on many a times. And one of my, uh, Concepts, which you haven't mentioned this yet, but it was was how to make infinite banking infinite, <laughs> because people like yourselves, who I can see that you have this intense desire uh, 
to actually help your children along too is to actually pass this from one generation to to another. Mm -hmm. And that's the infinite part. And unfortunately right now out on the internet, there's too many people that are, that are, that are using this concept just for real estate. And they're saying, you know, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Just like you probably understand the turn, the 1031 exchange can be passed on to the next generation with a step up in basis. And that's, we don't have time to explain all this in this podcast, but, <laughs> but infinite banking can be done the same way. And then you start getting, you start getting uh, legacies passed on, not just money legacy, but value legacies that you're teaching along the way. Absolutely. And that's another thing that's infinite that you can then pass along mm-hmm. from generation to generation to generation. You shouldn't have got me going because I'm going <laughs> to. That's amazing. Yeah, this is the longest podcast. <laughs> that's okay. And the, <laughs> the point though, that I want any of our listeners to hear in this extremely authentic, very genuine conversation here is that there is a powerful way to think differently about money and really start asking questions. And I think sometimes one of our most powerful positions that we can have to the world is asking questions. It's not even saying I have the answer or I know that I know that I know. It's asking the question, what if, what if this were possible? What can I do with this? What can I create through my life? How can I make it better? And if we ask those kind of questions, all of a sudden we just remove a lot of the limits of our thinking. And, and so I, I just love Bruce that you shared that analogy Uh, over to real estate and how real estate and infinite banking are very similar. And Molly, it's just fascinating that you came to that term on your own. There's so much more to that as well that we could unpack today. But what I want to just kind of be able to wrap up with before the end of our show today is how do you guys, from the vantage point that you are right now, from where you stand and you don't don't feel any pressure to jump forward um, into the completely confident in using privatized banking space if you're not there yet. But where do you, from where you stand right now, what questions do you have at this point? What questions, yes. What questions do you have and how do you potentially see this being a solution for you and why? Yeah, I think, um, you know, after we've done all, all the research that, that we've, you know, it's kind of like, okay, there's enough when you get analysis by paralysis, right? And now you got to start taking some, some next steps, which is why we started reaching out, you know, to, to Bruce and your team. And so now we're at the spot where it's like, okay, the concepts, we get it. It all makes sense, right? You see stuff from a house to buying a car every so often to vacations, you know, paying back, you know, the interest and the loan and all that. And now we're like, so how much does this actually cost, you know, in premiums and how do we structure certain things? You know, I know, and I know it's totally different based off of your health you know, where you're at, you know, and how old we are as well. Um, does it make sense to put a policy on Molly, you know, cause she gets a little bit better premium than a, a male would for a little bit. No, does that, you know, so we started, we're, we're getting all these concepts and everybody talks about it, but no one gets into the nitty gritty. I think that's where it takes somebody to find like, okay, I'm ready to, to take that next step. And that's kind of where we're at. Where it's like, what does this look like? What are our policy options? Do we put some on the, the kids yet? You know, knowing, you know, when do we do that? It's just kind of like, we're looking to get the return on investment our best that we can. So we mm-hmm. want to be able to partner and find a strategic person, you know, like Bruce here who kind of knows everything that we have available, given that we have three kids, us here. And now it's kind of like, what are our options? And, you know, I know there's, I'm throwing another term out there, but your audience probably know, you know, the paid up riders, right? You know, so paid up additional riders. And it's like, how much, if we have this nest egg, do we, 
Do we put part of it every year for five years, four years? So we just kind of need to start putting the nose to the grindstone and starting getting some numbers laid out and seeing what makes sense. And then what can we support ourselves, you know, monthly and making sure that we can, we have that done there. And when I know when you have a strong enough passion in your laser focus to where you want to go, it doesn't matter what happens to you. If you lose your job or anything like that, you're going to be able to find, you know, side hustles, other things to fund. Oh, so good. Yes. Because it's almost like that we want to treat, you know, this premium for this policy as much as we would treat it for our living expenses, right? It should just go right into that base living expenses. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how we want to treat that. And so that's kind of where we're at is kind of putting the nose to the grindstone and, and meeting with somebody like Bruce, strategist, and talking all that and seeing what we, we have available. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, that's awesome. Molly, is there anything you want to add to that? I think for me, some outstanding questions that I'm still working through is what are the breakdown of the premiums? How much goes to cash value? How much goes to the policy? Mm -hmm. How does this all work? How much does it, how much do I have to pay to use my own money? You know, (laughs) that idea. And it, it, and again, that's a thought that somewhat bothers me still, you know, if I'm in full transparency and I'm still trying to work through the why behind it all and how does it all work? And yeah, just those specifics and and how Mm -hmm. much I pay. And so that's where I'm at. That's awesome. Well, I really just love that you share that. Go ahead, Bruce. I'm just saying that's, that's really, those questions are really good and they're not unusual from what people finally get to. You guys are getting to them a little more quickly. Um, The one thing I think would be helpful on the podcast is just to uh, uh, correct a little bit of a language. One of the reasons, uh, Molly, you're not using your own money. Your money is in the policy, uh, earning uh, interest and dividends. The money that you're going to borrow is actually the cash reserves from the insurance company. And so there's an arbitrage there that might not be as great as you might think it is. And um, that uh, I think I, that's kind of a – people are always researching this, so I wanted, wanted people yeah. even on this podcast to understand that that – that terminology we're always trying to correct with people. And unfortunately there's life producers out there that say that all the time, mm-hmm. you know, to borrow your money. <laughs> it's not, you're not borrowing your money. You're borrowing against your money. Just like if you were to go to um, a, a mortgage expert like yourself, you're, you're not borrowing um, the house. You're borrowing against the house. So it's, it's a very similar mm-hmm. concept. Say thank you. See, this is, this is exactly why we want to have this conversation. So that that helps me. Thank you. That's excellent. Go ahead. Oh, I'll say no. I found that that this um, you know discussion in the sense of like infinite bank and the concept, all that stuff. There's a really like high barrier to entry. I feel like up front, and there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's people that have been burned. You know, mm-hmm. so they're saying never buy whole life, and it's because it wasn't structured appropriately. So there's all of that, you know, so us as we're in our journey, it's like, I need to filter out what is just someone who, you know, kind of had a b- bad defect, you know, of a mm-hmm. product, right? You're always gonna have that one star review <laughs> and, and all these other ones. But it's like, you have to kind of do your own, your own diligence uh, through all of that and figure out, okay, I think this is legit. And now, I'm, now I know what I'm going to ask. How can you, you know, talk to Bruce or, or anybody and just be like, how can I guarantee that, you know, this is set up properly? And why is it? And how is it? And mm-hmm. I'm gonna be asking all those questions, because I've seen people you know, get burned and we get to use those, their stories and their experiences to help alleviate those barriers for us. Mm-hmm. And so we don't go into that. I love that you guys shared that. And I think, um, I mean, just in the last couple closing minutes that we have here, mm-hmm. there are so many times that people say, well, you know, 
privatized banking or they don't even hear the term privatized banking. They just hear whole life insurance and they're Mm -hmm. like, well, whole life insurance, what that is, that's too expensive. And instead get term insurance, invest the difference. And so you hear these buzzwords out there where then instead you might have one person with an actual opinion because maybe they had an experience. And then you have these buzzwords that everyone else throws around and they say, well, everyone else says that. So I'm going to say that too. And then pretty soon you're like, well, what does that actually even mean? And then it can be really easy, just like the news. And I know we're in the middle of coronavirus and the pandemic (laughs) going on right now. And I personally will just tell you that I have been very selective on what I choose to listen to with the news, just because there can be so much negativity. And negativity is like this a magnet that we're just drawn into this vortex and pretty soon before we know it, it's filling up our mind and it's, that's everything that we focus on. And what's just really interesting is a lot of times when you see negative information about anything, really you want to know what is substantiating it Mm -hmm. and are there conflicting opinions and Mm -hmm. with everything in life, there's multiple sides to something. And when you really dig in and say, what does this actually mean? Is it, Uh, just a blanket statement, like a judgment overall, or is it actually tangible? Does it actually have meaning behind it? What is it? What is that critique of infinite banking or critique of whole life insurance? What does that actually even mean? And how can I understand what that is? And what opposite opinions could there be? And I just love you guys' authenticity and your transparency in what where your questions are right now and mm-hmm. just your your desire for more information. And I feel like this is the perfect spot to plug something that we have coming up on Monday. And so what's going to be really interesting is th- this podcast will go live on the same exact date that we are releasing our course, uh, our course, Privatized Banking Secrets, A Candid Conversation About Whole Life Insurance. So I want to just plug this in advance because um, this is live on Facebook uh, five days before the launch. This course has been something that Bruce and I worked on for a couple of months. We put together several lessons. This is packed into three different modules about life insurance for the exact purpose of answering the questions of somebody who said, I've learned a little bit about privatized banking. I'm kind of intrigued, but now I have tons of questions and how do I figure that out? And sometimes you're ready, you or somebody listening might say, well, you know, I am ready for a personal conversation with an advisor. I'm ready to figure out my numbers and look at my financial situation. But sometimes you're not ready for that yet. And sometimes you really just want to keep doing the research, but it can be really hard to get straight answers that are really Mm -hmm. depthful, that are satisfying those deep questions that you have. And so this course has really been a solution to that exact problem. I like to think of it as this like a chasm, this opportunity, this like decision chasm. So you're in this awareness position here and you have to cross through this whole research phase to come out on the other side to where you feel confident and comfortable saying, I can make this decision with confidence. Either yes, it works for me or no, it doesn't. And it's substantiated by my research and what I know to be true. And it's grounded and founded. And so this brand new course, Privatized Banking Secrets, is going to be available on Monday when this episode airs. So we'll have the link in the show notes for that. It's not live yet, but if you are listen a listener of our podcast or you are on our email list or you know anything about themoneyadvantage.com or you want to go there now, you will find information about this course that is coming up and on Monday it will be available for you there. So um, Brett and Molly, where you guys are at is just a fascinating position in your journey about building just a life of confidence and certainty and self-worth. I just love 
the people that you are that you're sharing with us today. Is there anything else that you would like to share in closing um, before we wrap up this show at the top of the hour here? We're excited to talk with you. Thank you for letting us share our story and our journey. And it's exciting to, yeah, to be able to have a voice in the conversation. And again, I love that you guys are informing your, your listeners. That's something that I'm a huge advocate for is being, making informed decisions. I don't ever want to just pull the trigger one way or the other without knowing all the information. So I think it's incredible that you are proactive about that. that you're providing this information and these resources because that's it's a huge value to someone like me who really wants to understand and make that informed decision. So thank you. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and piggybacking off that, it's, um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been great. And I mean, there's even more, you know, more that we even talk about in privatized banking that, that I love as far as like Bruce was talking about the, the legacy building and mm-hmm. learning about you can build a trust and a family, you know, big and how you can leave that on there. And if I'm looking to get the best return on investment, when I hear Bruce say, Hey, it's infinite, like, well, that's a pretty good return on investment. So, uh, <laughs> like divide that by zero. What do you get? You know, uh, and, so it, it's just, it, it's awesome. And, and kind of where we're going is we're, we're, you know, we were getting all of our plays and options out, which I love about privatized banking is it literally just expands all these options. I can loan out for this. I can, I can buy with this or I can do a bank financing. Um, and then, you know, reef, you know, put out, it's just, it just gives you all these options to where um, you can live uh, a life you know, abundantly. I don't have to wait till I'm 65 to pull stuff out of my retirement account. In fact, you can even use this as a retirement account later. There's so many like things and I could go uh, on and on about what I find awesome about this, this concept. So I just, uh, looking forward to, you know, to diving deeper more uh, with you guys. I'm looking forward to seeing the, um, you know, your new course that you're putting Mm -hmm. out. Um, and we're looking forward to keeping the continue, uh, conversation going offline. Absolutely. Well, this has just been so cool. I think For our listeners and our audience, this has just been a really unique conversation. We have had a couple, uh, we've had three um, client conversations up to this point where we've talked with somebody who is already currently a client with the Money Advantage, and we wanted to have a different, unique perspective today that you guys are not clients yet. You're on a journey of learning and discovery and just fascinating people, and I think that anybody listening whether they already have privatized banking established in their life or whether they're saying, I'm really trying to figure out how to get started. I want to know when to get started, what the timing looks like, especially with everything and upheaval all in our, our world around us right now. What, where does this fit? I think just you guys with your level-headedness and your clear thinking about what you want in life has just been tremendously just rewarding and, um, and probably resonates with everyone that is on the show today. So thank you guys just for being so authentic and transparent. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. So again, if you are interested in finding out more about privatized banking, there's many options for you, but you can find out everything on themoneyadvantage.com. So I encourage you to go there. You can get answers to all your most important questions about privatized banking through either a conversation or you can wait for that course that's going to be coming out on Monday. We will have special pricing on that as well for the first week. So huge heads up for that. And just in closing, please remember, Success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd, and build a life and business you love. Discover the secret of how to earn a return on the same money in two places at the same time so that you can strengthen your investment returns. We've created a free guide for you that explains the top three things every investor needs their privatized banking system to do. 
Go to themoneyadvantage.com slash banking, put in your name and primary email address, click the send my free guide button right now, and we'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated Member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and Investment Advisory Services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated and Registered Investment Advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.